0: And, it's over. Ready, set, and we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. It's Travis Cura. It is Brazilian Thai. Ty. Ty, you had an epiphany this week that you wanted to talk about on the show. <laughs> I don't know. Were you forced into was. I don't know, if it, use... a... I don't know but...
1: if it was an epiphany.
0: Were, were you forced into using the bar of soap instead of the body wash? Or how did this come about?
1: Well, when I came back to camp, i guess the beginning of or no beginning of november or middle of november when i after my days off got to the hotel in prince george didn't want to unpack everything for one night so i just used the bar of soap they had there and it smelled phenomenal <laughs> and i was listening to kfc radio like last week kfc and, radio yeah it, it, it's not what you think it is <laughs> 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 um and they were talking about it for some reason because one of the guys had gone to like the drugstore at the like next door to the barstool headquarters, or whatever, and had bought ah. like, a, a five pack of soap. And they were making like the chick, like that produces it or whatever. She was making fun of them for not using body wash, using bar soap like an old man, pretty much. And so they looked it up, and it's like it actually gets you cleaner, like because you exfoliate and stuff, like you still exfoliate with a loof or whatever. They said, "Yeah, I'll try it out." And it is, it's way better. It is.
0: It, Although... it feels way better. I'm I'm a hairy guy, so sometimes it's a yeah. struggle to get it off nobody's, the bar. But
1: yeah, nobody's going to want to share yours. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's a good thing too. <laughs> yeah, and then that,
1: and then you do the trick where you, when you've only got like that little piece left, you just mold it. Yeah, onto the fresh bar. Yeah, it's been, it's been awesome.
0: This is the point of the off season where uh, you can tweet us at Two and Out mm-hmm. CFL and. Uh, if you're still on Elon's Twitter and uh, <laughs> it's Kanye left for about ten days, <laughs> oh, ah, I Get into that here, but like when you make the host of Infowars squirm, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. I watch
1: Infowars sometimes just because it's so hilarious, <laughs> right? Because Alex Jones can be an absolute maniac, like during the frogs game. You- they're not turning the frogs day, but they are like all like the plastics and everything is screwing with some stuff. But like he throws <laughs> so much stuff at the wall that when something actually sticks, everybody just thinks he's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean a blind squirrel and then he has, yeah. And then he has Kanye on there. And it's like, Oh boy. He's <laughs> like, he's, he's the American version. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild. <laughs>
0: Oh, I feel like the algorithm is going to find this audio and somehow expose us to a whole new you,
1: audience. You don't want to know what's on my Instagram <laughs> algorithm right now.
0: This, <laughs> I've, been, I've been down
1: a rabbit hole the last two nights.
0: This episode of 2 and Out brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Life as a business owner can be hectic to say the least, and Alberta Blue Cross understands that. They offer flexible health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. And even better, you can let your staff enroll and manage their coverage at any time and on any device. So that makes life easier for them and for you. You've got this when it comes to group coverage for your small business. And Alberta Blue Cross has got your back. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. All right, it's been a couple weeks now, but... Hey, congrats to the Laval Rouget Orr for taking home the Vanier Cup. Glenn Constantine's 10th Vanier Cup, the 11th in the program's history. But hey, I know what Ty's going to say. When you're paying your players, you get the best.
1: <laughs> I wasn't only going to say that. I was going to say, you have to be careful what you wish for. I felt like a Yankee fan saying, We want Houston. Oh, I, like, well, I don't want to play Western at home for yeah. Vanier yeah. Cup. Yeah. Get get basically a pro team.
0: Right. Right. So yeah, that that's tough. Um we got to say hey, Kevin they Didn't get Mat- embarrassed though. So. No, it was a good game and the, the Huskies were in it. They they lost 30 to 24. Kevin Mattel, that receiver for Laval who won the heck Crichton, I feel like if he was a Husky then yeah. Game over. Yeah. It seemed like uh, receiving was a little bit of an adventure for Mason Nias and company at times, but he threw for 344 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. It was his fifth year of U Sports, and it kind of seemed like a situation where the pandemic maybe helped him. Had that year yeah. off, comes like in
1: a free redshirt season.
0: Yeah, comes in 2021, all guns a blazing, had a great year this year. Heck, Crichton finalist with Kevin Mattel, the receiver for Laval, comes up short, two straight Vanier Cup losses. But the reason I mentioned Mason Nias is because he's now on Saskatchewan's neg list because he went undrafted last year.
1: Has he bought a house in Regina yet?
0: I don't know. For kids coming out of university, I don't think they can afford mortgages. It doesn't matter where it is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, if he he hasn't bought a house, then he's not going to the price. Well, I've heard
0: Tom Brady, Bo Mitchell, and Mason Nias all now have property Mm -hmm. in Regina. so That checks out. Take that for what you will. Um, But That's a a ballsy statement. (laughs) Well done, well done. Him being on the neg list is like... Very, I guess, positive news out of Saskatchewan, and that's not happening much with the Riders no. these days. It's, it's,
1: <laughs> it's almost – O'Day almost looks like he knows what he's doing.
0: Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I get that. Um, now, who, who knows what his CFL prospects are, but I do hope that the Riders – you know, bring him in, bring him into training camp, and not just bring him into training camp to not be just a, the
1: token invite. Like, yeah. give him reps, let let him show what he can do, and take an actual look. What does it hurt?
0: Yeah, you, exactly.
1: Because at this point, I don't think you can bring Pajardo back. Th- this is an and Oilers situation where the fans have turned on him, the media has started to turn. I, I just don't know if there's any saving it. It's there. The Oiler fans ran Jeff Petrie out of town. The Ryder fans are going to run Cody Fajardo out of town.
0: Well, and the way the coaches, I think, handled Fajardo at the end of the year, I think the they kind of brought Dickinson it The fact that Dickinson has themselves. a
1: job still is embarrassing.
0: Well, this is this – is, <laughs> I don't know. I don't see many positive things happening with Saskatchewan here. So I, I think – if you bring Nias, uh, uh, now I don't know if he'll be ready to be The second coming of Nathan CF... Rourke. Well, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> Although Rourke did have the one season in the CFL under Riley and got all the practice reps, so yeah. that was big, I think, well, for twenty twenty two, Bring
1: Bo and he can sit on the bench behind Bo. Hey, there you go.
0: <laughs> but the likeliness of Bo going to Saskatchewan, I think, is dropping by the day, and yes – might be... Like, I don't know
1: if it can get lower than it is right now.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Here's the deal. The Riders are looking for an offensive coordinator. Since Jason Moss has been fired on November 1st, and it really doesn't look like... Well, I mean, they're going to get the internal hire. That's what it looks like. The uh, The cheaper way to go, but it's not...
1: I don't... I, I, it's not... Yeah, the cheaper way to go, but I don't think that's the reason.
0: Well, I think he might be the only choice. <laughs> Yeah. Jarius Jackson's the quarterback coach in Edmonton. He turned down an invitation to talk to the Riders. Mark Mueller, been the quarterback coach in Calgary for the past three years. He announces that he's staying in Calgary. And look, Kahari Jones was an option. We'll get to where he is going to be in 2023. But it looks like the Riders are currently down to their running back coach, Kelly Jeffrey and current Argos receivers coach or pass game coordinator, Pete Costanza. And a shout-out to Coach Costanza eating homemade spaghetti out of the gray cup. Now, I don't know if the gray cup is like Tupperware where you get the, you know, the The red spaghetti stains in the gray cup. Probably, I I think they'll be polishing that up as best as they can, (laughs) but...
1: (laughs) Like, well, considering his last name is Price not eating it in bed.
0: <laughs> well, what would you eat out of the gray cup? Oh,
1: golden grams, probably. I don't eat a lot of soup or like foods that come in a bowl.
0: So, that's true. Ice yeah. cream, I guess. Big old thing of mashed potatoes in there. Ice cream would be great. You can fit mashed a po- lot of ice cream in oh, there. Oh, I'd be sick for days. <laughs> Mashed potatoes would be sick, though. That would be good. But, hey, the pasta, I, I'm a big fan of that, too. It just looks like Saskatchewan's going to be down to their current running back coach. And, hey, I'll be honest, don't know much about Kelly Jeffrey. I do know that the running backs were a bright spot for the Riders last year, so. Yeah,
1: that, that that has to be a step or, like, a, a positive, like, in your pros yeah. and cons list. But, like, all these guys turning down, just the opportunity to talk. Shows you what kind of state this franchise is in. Well, uh, guys, they don't want to come here because they don't know what's going to happen in free agency with the offensive line, of the quarterback situation. They have a lame duck head coach. They yeah. don't know what's going to happen, you know, with the front office because Oday. I mean, how long is he going to be around? If if this doesn't turn around, like you come into the situation all of a sudden. You get a new GM coming next year, and you're looking again because he wants his own guys.
0: Yeah, as an OC, I mean, what you'd only probably get a one-year deal to match the head coach and oh, the GM. So who's going to go for that? And that's where that's where the, the Rough hours are that, stuck right the now. The
1: fact that Edmonton coaches are turning that down.
0: <laughs> hey, say what you will about Jones, but no, that's guys, what I mean. Like
1: that shows you, like. At, two years ago, yeah. it was like this. It, right. The guys were so much – they seem so much further ahead. And Jones, in, in a season and a bit, has just turned it around.
0: Just Jones guys are Jones guys. That That's just the way it goes. So He builds
1: the same football team every time. It's a blueprint,
0: and it works. So that's what I mean as far as the quarterback in Saskatchewan goes. Mm-hmm. Nias probably gets the minimum. Hail Mary, caution to the wind. Keep quarterback, spend everywhere else, and (laughs) and and
1: And then when you have to, and then when you have to, and you hopefully you win a great cup. When you have to pay them, you make some hard decisions.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they're going to
1: have money to spend with Duke gone, and I don't know what to do with Shaq. Like, there's a lot lot of questions.
0: It it might be tough to attract players at this point too. Mm -hmm. We'll see, but that's it. Bo's not going (laughs) to. I can't see Bo. He's at a point in his career. Why would he? Yeah,
1: why, why would he want to wait three years to win again? Yeah, when he can go somewhere and and let's Bill that has he just has to slide in and become the number one quarterback? Yeah, and he's got all the
0: pieces there. There there might be some lean years coming up uh, for Ryder Nation, and it might be a... uh dude, dude four Grey Cups in
1: hundred ten plus years. Like they've <laughs> all been pretty lean.
0: Here's the thing: the past fifteen years has kind of been the glory days of since there was Five win season, and we're I calling know. this the glory days. There, there was also uh, four Grey Cup appearances in fifteen years. Yeah, and two wins. Two back to back. As far as rider history goes,
1: yeah, this is this, <laughs> this is this is the equivalent of Edmonton winning five in a row a
0: <laughs> Exactly. That's. It's, it's been a decent stretch of overall, all right, above-average football.
1: But we've still had stuff to bitch about after every game, and it's been great. And <laughs> so now, and it's now, creating content.
0: So now I just kind of wonder if we're in for some uh, Ottawa slash Edmonton seasons in Saskatchewan. Uh, because it does look like things are trending in the right direction in both of those markets. Mm-hmm. Interesting to see... I don't know. I, look, I'm writing the Riders off to of be a, a team that's going to miss the playoffs in 2023 again. Who's going to join them on the outside looking in next year? Um, as for Ottawa, they bring in Bob Dice, who has been in the CFL for a long, long time. Started Roll as the re- dice. Has been a, started as a receivers coach with Winnipeg in 2003. But what's striking me about this hire, and I know he's what the it, it, internal guy but the undisputed, I think, choice of the players in Ottawa, the mm-hmm. amount of respect he has there, and actually around the league, just seems like guys love playing for him. And that can be, I think, an advantage for a special teams guy because you're coaching yep. everybody on the team. It worked out for Mike O'Shea. Eh, it's been off and on for Craig Dickinson.
1: <laughs> I mean, the first year like, pretty much endeared himself to not only the team, but the fans. Yeah. Like, you know, especially those, those mic'd up games, you know. Yeah. The Outlaws thing that he, like, what he called the the special teams units and stuff like that. Everybody thought it was great. It seemed like the players had bought in, everybody loved him, and it all kind of went south. But then you have a guy like Bob Dice, who you've never heard a bad word about. No, no. Whether it's from players, other teams, uh, front office, fan, nothing. So, you know, for him to, this was is, his is second interim stint, I believe.
0: Yeah, he did. One with his Or was it
1: third? Or, yeah, it might only be a second. But now he finally gets that chance where he comes into the year as a head coach. He shows that he can do it. Players kind of bought in there uh, in Ottawa with, when he got the interim tag. Now he gets to build his staff, build his team, and, and go forward. And it's nice to see him finally get a chance.
0: And I think Dice, I mean, uh, Ottawa brought in some of the players, uh, like more of the talent mm-hmm. with free agency this year. And now I think they're going to have a coaching staff where more players are going to want to go to Ottawa. Uh, Bob Dice is the head coach. Kahari Jones is the offensive coordinator. And it looks like Baron Miles to be the D.C. He did coach alongside Kahari in Montreal recently as well. So those guys reuniting Mm -hmm. and... Look, I think Ottawa's got a great staff. We'll see where, where what their quarterback situation is going to be going into the year. Arbuckle, is Missoli going to be healthy? Is he going to uh, focus on playing in 2023? I think there's a lot of positive things to look mm-hmm. forward to in Ottawa. You know, and,
1: and they're, like you said, coaching staff is set now. These are guys that have done it. Kahari was a head coach. So, I mean, there's a support yeah. system there for Bob Dice as well. Kind of bounce stuff off if Masoli's healthy and the, the guys they already have there and the guys they can bring in in free agency with the talent that's out there that's available and the talent they already have, there's no reason they can't make the playoffs.
0: Yeah. I, I it's think
1: it's not like Garrett Marino's coming back anytime soon. <laughs> that yeah. should be a, imagine. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. finding cat. No, <laughs> so I was going to say, you know, what if, what if, what if Ottawa signs him? Wow. <laughs> Just to keep him off the field. <laughs>
0: Will McLeod Bethel Thompson play in 2023? It sounds crazy. Was uh, the leader in Toronto last year finally? I mean, played three quarters of the great yards. cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he just had surgery on his throwing hand thumb. He does hope to start throwing again in January. Now we've got new leagues opening up in the, in the States. Is he going to choose to play closer to home? Or is he going to return to the CFL, and will it be with the Argos? That's a big question this offseason.
1: Well, it's all going to come down. To like, So, yeah, if he starts throwing in January, and he's 100% by the time, or maybe not 100%, but if he knows that he's going to be able to play come, you know, start of February before free agency rolls yeah, around, and yeah. he can re-sign that deal, then I think he goes back. Now, if it comes to, you know, February 7th, 8th, 9th, and he's still unsure. Toronto's got to go and look. Is this Chad yeah. Kelly the guy? Are they going to try to? Are they going to wait and see what happens with Bo? Are they going to go and and trade for somebody? Like I think we. It's too early to, to tell. You You have to wait until he starts throwing and see how this recovery progresses. Because if it doesn't, and you know he decides that he can't do it or doesn't want to, you got to hope that it's not you know February thirteenth when he finally comes to that realization.
0: Toronto's going to be a team to watch too, and two uh, they could
1: sign him and cut him anyway. Like I mean,
0: that's <laughs> Toronto buy gonna, them to him. They're going to have an interesting offseason here as well because a lot of leaders that are going to be deciding on their football future. Mm-hmm. Brandon Banks, Andrew Harris, and maybe they weren't the biggest contributors all year long, but, but they they were pretty valuable to the locker room there. Yeah, and glue guys. That'll be interesting to see what happens with some of those veteran guys in Toronto. Now, we moved to Winnipeg here, where, hey, continuity has been the name of the game in Manitoba, and it continues. Mike O'Shea, and <laughs> this offseason, let's make sure we get resign and resign right, because they're completely different things. I saw that Mike O'Shea has resigned in Winnipeg several times. (laughs) But he re-signs for three years. It's not another one of those one year deals, so that I think is big for the bombers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Buck Pierce declined to even talk to Ottawa, so he's gonna stick with Winnipeg. And they've already
1: re-loves his situation right now. I think so. I don't so. know why you wouldn't.
0: Yeah, I know. He's already re signed uh, Adam Big Hill and Willie Jefferson as well. And I think the the Bombers are going to.
1: Were those not two year deals? As I don't well? think
0: they were singles. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think that uh, I, I, I see people questioning Winnipeg going into 2023, saying that, hey, these guys are starting to get old. They're starting to lose a step. And. Uh, <laughs> I I don't see. Yeah, them. clearly,
1: clearly they <laughs> clearly they slowed way down this year.
0: Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I see them still having a home playoff game at IG Field in 2023 after a bye week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, they're going to be a tough team to to beat and to yeah. compete with. And hey, congratulations to Adam Big Hill who uh, just got uh, awarded with one of the Queen Elizabeth II Platinum Jubilee, Jubilee Medals for uh, dedication to his community, to Manitoba, and to Canada. Just a guy that you want on your team, a guy that you want on your community, and man, the Bombers are lucky to have a player like Adam Big Hill. Mm-hmm. The Edmonton Elks have made some releases here, uh, and I know people are laughing at these players, but especially Deron Carter. But, uh, look, these guys get an early start in free agency. So, uh, mm-hmm. Treston Deku, Deron Carter. Hey, Tony Washington released as well. It seemed like it was kind of an ugly end to that uh, relationship in Edmonton. Uh, I, I know he wanted to repeat what was going on in 2015. Didn't seem to go the way he wanted to. And some other players released as well. Is, is Have we seen the last of Deron Carter in the CFL tie?
1: I... I don't think another coach or coaching staff or GM is going to take a shot at him playing corner.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: I don't know if he is still like, if if he wants to play receiver, what's he going to demand cost wise?
0: It's just very interesting. Like if this was just a one year experiment, if that's what it was, why like they changed everything else with the Mm -hmm. roster last year. Why did they let that go the whole year long? It was just, just, a weird it's chris jones i guess
1: chris jones baby
0: <laughs> this episode of two and out brought to you by connect first credit union
1: do you ever feel like just a number
0: a digit a denominator a decimal another cog in the big bank machine waiting on hold online never on time and always on your dime like your worth is only calculated by your net worth in a world full of numbers, it's nice to know there's a place where you're not one. Connect First Credit Union. Bank on a brighter future. All right, we we'll be back in another couple of weeks with a new episode of uh, Two and L. We still have a lot of questions that need to be addressed this off season. Who knows if we'll know in the next couple of weeks where Bo Mitchell is going to be playing? I I'm starting to think. It's down to Hamilton and Toronto. What about you?
1: So it's down to one team. <laughs> I forgot.
0: <laughs> Forgive I can't, me.
1: Can't, can't believe you did that. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think it all depends. Like I think Hamilton is obviously trying to get a deal done right now. If they've talked to him, they they have they have the right to. I'm sure, they've had those discussions, and whether or not he wants to go to free agency, we don't know. Um, but he might al- he might also want to wait and see what happens with McLeod Bethel Thompson. See what happens with situations. Well, how the Argos situation.
0: might make that decision for MBT.
1: Right? Um, if they decide not to bring him back, well, then if you're Bo, do you not go to free agency and let Hamilton and Toronto get in a bidding war for
0: you? Well, and th- would that be another big heel turn? For Bo Mitchell, who instantly becomes the villain in Hamilton, which I would love. He didn't even do anything. No, so then, it, it'd be the best. And and Toronto's already Calgary East. Ryan Dinwiddie and yeah. uh, Hey Costanza is there, and those receivers that uh, spent time in Calgary's familiar with a lot of that roster.
1: Yeah, like
0: it, it seems like a pretty
1: like easy fit. Like it just Kinda makes does. sense. But it at the does. same time, you look at Hamilton, where they have White and
0: uh, – hey, Tim White would be White. a great guy to throw to. Like, we'll, we'll see right? if Br- like, Braylon Addison will be healthy. I don't know.
1: If he's healthy. Like, there's they're, they're weapons in Hamilton as well. But, yeah, it would be it, it would be <laughs> Bo Levi taking off the Sting mask to reveal <laughs> Sting.
0: Oh, <laughs> it would be absolutely <laughs> to to great. Trevor Harris is a pending free agent. Free agency opens up February 14th. Is he still going to be the guy in Montreal?
1: Bo always plays well in Montreal. <laughs> I wonder why he um, doesn't. Yeah, I, I know why I wouldn't. Uh, I I mean, what, what other options do they have other than, like, do you want – I mean, the free agency pool, quarterback wise, isn't that deep.
0: Well, where does Cody Fajardo go? Is he staying in the CFL?
1: Like, well, I, that's the other question. Like, is he <laughs> is he going to be the guy that bounces around like um, Jason Moss did? Right. As ba- like, not maybe not bounce around, but he just becomes that kind of backup quarterback that can, that can come in when you need him to. He is competent enough but he just can't be a starter like dane evans like i don't know what's going to happen with dane evans like if you're hamilton can you trust after what he said this year how do you bring him back into that locker room as your starting quarterback
0: yeah it, and dane evans and i was talking to some people tie fans at gray cup and if he can't handle the pressure in hamilton it's it's not going to work in a place like regina either
1: it won't work anywhere west of Winnipeg.
0: So we'll see what happens with Dane. We'll see what happens with Cody. It kind of seems like the, the Rough Rider brass has been trying to walk back some of the stuff they said about Cody because he might be so their best they don't best have any option. other options. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe they will have to sign him, but maybe Cody's got all the bargaining but Is he going to take a
1: pay cut? Like does, do they have the negotiation power like we can't pay you what you think you're worth because you're not didn't do
0: anything. No. Well, you're like you, you're gonna take, you gotta take a pay
1: cut. You gotta take a pay cut so we can put an offensive line in front of you.
0: Yeah. Well And
1: it's our fault for paying Duke all that money.
0: Duke Williams is like worth me like two O linemen, so <laughs> maybe three. <laughs> Who coaches in Montreal? Yeah. <sighs> It's been Am really sure quiet on that. <laughs> it's really quiet on the Alouette coaching
1: yeah. positions. So is, is no news good news because it's like nothing's leaking? Or is it Machocha sitting in a, in a dark room just being like, God damn it, <laughs> back out there?
0: Yeah, a lot of people are saying, hey, he's just going to be the guy, but we'll see. What happens in 2023? They've already re-signed Almondo Sewell for two years. 35 years old, and, man, he's still one of the premier defensive tackles. Well, we saw that with CFL. John Bowman
1: playing defensive end as well. Like, yeah. Charles yeah. Hughes is still contributing. Like, I mean, it's not the days where 35 was the end of your career anymore. Like, Even just training and, and the way you guys take care of their bodies now has just added longevity to so many careers.
0: I want to see Regino Lewis is going to end up. Maybe he does stay in Montreal, but hey, we saw Kenny Lawler is a pending free agent too. We saw the money that went to Kenny Lawler and went to Duke Williams last off season. I don't think that's happening again. I don't think so either, but if anybody's a quarter million dollar receiver, Geno Lewis is that guy.
1: Yeah. He heads and and shoulders above. Like, Like, I mean, Maybe not numbers wise, just because you had guys like Dalton Schoen do do what they did. The receivers in BC, I mean, that offense was just built around Nathan Rourke and had all the weapons. Uh, But just his skill set and how we can go up at high point footballs and and win battles and and get open. He's just so much better than everybody else, it seems.
0: And we've got the Nathan Rourke watch. He's uh, traveling around the NFL, doing his workouts most recently for the Las Vegas Raiders. I think they need a quarterback. A couple days ago, he had the workout for the Raiders. So we'll see what happens there. We'll see if he gets what he uh, thinks he's worth as far as a signing bonus or opportunity going into 2023.
1: Let's say Rourke gets a deal.
0: What does BC do now? (laughs) he bring back Trevor Harris and let VA and Trevor Harris uh, battle it out. (laughs) VA's like, what do I got to do? (laughs) Yeah. Every time I
1: think I get out of here, they drag me back in. Yeah,
0: so so here's what happens. Like uh Antonio Pipkin signs in Saskatchewan. Um Trevor Harris goes to BC. Uh VA loses his job to Trevor Harris, then VA Don't goes to Saskatchewan. It. Saskatchewan and, and Pipkin yeah. <laughs> Pipkin's like, What do I gotta do? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Spe-
1: hey. Speaking of of uh injuries and having to wait to see uh my golf season might, might be ruined it's not even christmas i know well christmas is a whole nother story my truck is going to be a brick i ain't going anywhere but, <laughs> but i'm gonna tell my mom i'm going to Stettler. i'm gonna tell my cousin i'm staying home and right? i can just gamble all day christmas day in the dark <laughs> um but so we figured out it's my gallbladder i don't know if we talked about this last time but like There was, like, multiple gallstones at, like, around half an inch. So, like, no wonder the pain was so bad.
0: So certain foods, like, trigger, are they called attacks?
1: Yeah. Fatty foods. Okay, okay. So everything I eat, especially in camp. Um, Talking to my doctor, he got me, yeah, oh, 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 no, gross. I don't like marshmallows. I don't like those.
0: For those people listening, peanut butter, butterscotch, marshmallow squares. Yep. Oh, so good. Not
1: not for me. <laughs> um, but so I got the got the surgery consult, consult booked. Consult? Consult. Thing book. <laughs> like the talk about to talk to the surgeon or whatever. I t- when I was talking to my doctor, he was like, yeah, it should be about three months after your consult that you'll get the surgery. So When's January 10th. Consult? So, February, March, April. Opening day is usually like the middle of April. So, I'm probably going to miss the recovery a- period. Well, no, be three months after the consult. When I, I get know, the but surgery. what's the recovery? Depends on how much pain I'm in. Ah, Dude, you know me. I'll be on short term disability like that.
0: I was gonna say, man, Ty will pop some. I don't know. You, you know the painkillers better 100%. than me. You'll be splitting, splitting stitches up right on the course.
1: <laughs> well, it should it should be laparoscopic unless I'm too fat and they got to oh. actually open me up. But oh. if they nick something coming out, it could be
0: in a lot of pain. But abdo- it's abdominal, right? I'm not good in my. Yeah, anatomy. it's like right. Yeah, that's perfect for golf. <laughs> oh yeah, right. It's not in my
1: core or anything. <laughs> So like if I got this will be the first opening day I've missed other than COVID in like ten years. Ooh! And I tried to golf opening day during COVID, but I wasn't allowed. So.
0: I remember that whole situation. Yeah. We're literally outside, like by ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've learned so much in uh, almost three years.
1: <laughs> Have we though?
0: I don't know. I think twenty. Okay, since the pandemic started, if we put. 2020 2021 and 2022 and i had to rank them worst to best i'm going 2020 2022
1: was by far the worst
0: no yeah yeah exactly 2020 yeah. was the best
1: <laughs> yeah i went from the mattress in my living room to the mattress in my bedroom yeah. and then at like 10 a.m i'd get up and go back to the mattress in the living room and just watch
0: tv all day i miss those times <laughs> I don't miss the beginning of it, but once you got used to it, it's like, this is great. Yeah, and then they call me to go back to work.
1: It's like, yeah, yeah, I've still got enough money taking take another month off.
0: <laughs> hey, like, comment on uh, on YouTube, ring the bell on there, and you can rate, review, and subscribe with your favorite podcatcher. We'll be back in another couple weeks with, with another off-season episode of Tune Probably Out. offside, too, I'm guessing. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.